welcome back to another episode of CQP Moments. As always, I am your host, the Coupon Queen Pen. I have been doing so much for the past few days. Um, and just like getting information and getting things done. Um, so with that being said, my guest Chandler Walker of Chan's Logic has a lot to say about getting things done. So guys, let's take a moment out for our sponsor and I'll be back with Chandler. Chandler, um, tell my listeners who you are and what you do and a little about about your podcast before we get into things. Yeah, thanks for having me on. So my name is Chandler and I have a we have a focus program we call Culture of Care. We help people remove anxiety and depression to kickstart a stalled career or a stalled piece of your life that is usually stemming from some sort of fear. And we also help people remove chronic pain from living a lifestyle to where they've decided that chronic pain is something they have to live with, even though it's something they don't. My podcast is called Chan's Logic, Culture of Care. It's all about learning how to become in touch with yourself, understanding who you are, identifying beliefs you've developed that maybe aren't on the good spectrum and identifying why they may or not be true. And it's really about developing yourself to understand that we can remove and break through our anxiety, depression, our fears and our stressful situations we encounter. Yeah. I, I think that that's one of the the reasons that I am dealing with this topic um, because I've noticed this, like, in other words, people are stuck in fear and, um, you know, it's, 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 it's one of those things of it. It's paralyzing if you're not careful. It's very paralyzing and it makes you not want to move. So I'm really on a search to make sure that there are other people out there that can help people move forward, help people reach goals even if they're small goals like everybody always wants to say you have to have this large goal but your goals don't have to be huge they don't have to be you know something extravagant it's just really about getting moving so what do you say about that like what how would you classify that Yes. When we look at fear, typically what I see and what we see with fear is it's associated with something that happened in our past and something that we continuously remember and we think we're going to repeat. And we do a process we call fortune telling or catastrophizing where we put ourselves in a situation to where we believe that problem is going to happen again. Even if there's no evidence as to the fact of it actually happening, we've developed in our mind that we're going to screw it up again, or we're not going to be able to make it happen again, or we're going to fail again, or we're not going to, it's essentially not going to work because we've told ourselves because in the past something happened, 
that that's going to happen again. And right. so I think if we're, if we're dealing with fear, we have to be able to dive deep and understand that these situations, we are going to fail, but failure is a cataclysm for growth. And if you fail, but you fail and you learn from it, you're going to grow to become stronger and you're going to evolve to be a better version of you. And so as we, as we get through life, we have to learn that failure is a part of life. We can't fear failure. We have to embrace failure. And ultimately, we have to develop micro goals that lead to big successes. So like you were just talking about, we have to say, I want to set, I failed this time, but here's what I'm going to do next time to make it better. And then here's right. what I'm going to do the time after that. And ultimately, once you've set four or five different micro goals, that leads to your big goal. And all of a sudden, you've conquered and overcome your fear. Yes. Now, um, I've also noticed there is this... Um, how can I put it, where it's not so much environment, but you have, sometimes you have people, you'll put forth a goal, but then you will have people that for whatever reason, deliberately try to talk you out of it. And it's like, um, so, I mean, in that case, is it a need for changing environment or just a need for changing the people you have around you? I think it's a combination of both. You have to look at the person and say, is it, has this person overall in my life been a positive influence, a neutral or a destructive influence? And if you say, okay, they've been a destructive influence and they're continuously telling me I can't achieve these goals, then it's probably time to say, okay, I need to find a better person to be around because this person's ultimately trying to project whatever's going on in their life to me to make me feel bad and not pursue my goals. But then if you have someone who's on the more of the positive spectrum, then you can see, okay, this person genuinely has my betterment in their mind and they're asking me right. good questions. So I should use this as a sort of detective game. Is this a good idea? Am I heading in the right direction? And take it in stride. Say, okay, they're asking these questions. This is something for me to critically think about and stuff they're genuinely interested in. So now I can use this to push past what's going on. And, and so it's a situation of what has this person been like in the past and how has this person been to you? Because a lot of the time we develop relationships and friendships with people who are incredibly destructive and we don't understand it because we don't believe right. in ourselves. And when we don't believe in ourselves, we start to believe that the destructive people are right in what they're saying and what they're saying is true because we want to find someone who will basically quantify the way we feel and make the way we feel true, whether or not it's good or bad. That is true. That is true. Um, still a little bit on the same topic. Um, I've noticed there is an issue with disconnecting from, how could you say, destructive family members. And it's, it's almost like because they're family, like, in other words, you feel a certain, and, and you should, you should feel a kinship, you should feel a loyalty, but sometimes people realize that this person isn't good for them, and they will still keep in constant contact with that person. Is there, should that be limited? Should it be, should this person be cut off? I mean, you know. Yeah, and this is one of the hardest situations to deal with, especially when you have family members who are destructive, because you feel, like you're saying, you feel that you should be connected with them and you should accept who they are. And even if it's belittling you or attacking you on, on occasion or often, and this is the same sort of situation to where we have to say, this is a destructive person in my life, family or not, this is putting, is this putting me in a bad place? Yes, okay, I need to distance myself from them, or I need to confront them with it and tell them, 
this is how I feel. This is how you make me feel. And I, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about it because I don't know if you're aware of what you're doing to me. Right. And often if we're strong enough to confront someone about it and not in a negative or mean way, just asking them, did you know that this makes me feel terrible when you act this way? Often people don't understand that they're projecting onto you. And when they start to understand that they're projecting onto you, they change the way they act and they change the, they change the way they feel about you. And if they don't, then that's your cue to move on and distance yourself from that person until they can grow enough to accept you for who you are. Right. And, and I think that that is another thing is we take it as though when people don't agree with us, that their message is just so wrong. And that's not necessarily the case. You know, like you said, in other words, you can have someone who is looking out for your best interest, but they realize that, uh, you know, sticking that fork in the electrical socket is not going to do, do you any good. So, you know, I, I think, but in such a fast paced era that we just automatically assume, oh, well, this person is against us and they're bad and now they've become the enemy. Yeah, exactly. And we see this a lot in today's environment where we don't, we aren't capable of taking in others' thoughts and opinions and viewpoints and objectively analyzing them and seeing if they're true or not. Because the thing is, we all live in our own head and we all believe what we believe right. is true. And because of that, we like to polarize ourselves in a group. So you see this in the political right. spectrum. You see this in all, all these other groups that are built around one idea or one common influence. And Correct. what we need to work on and understand is empathy. And empathy is the idea that when someone says something to me that I don't agree with, I take a second to analyze what they said. I take a second yes. to say, does this make sense to me? No. Okay. Let me ask some questions about it and let me maintain a, a neutral influence. And so then I asked them, oh, that's an interesting thought, which is validating what they said. Now, what do you mean by that? And then asking a question about it and you go back and forth and you don't have to be right. And we have to get away from the idea that we have to argue until you're right and get into the idea that we can have good, solid, positive discourse amongst each other and we can agree to disagree at the end. It's perfectly acceptable. Exactly. And, and I think that's really what it is, is, is we're kind of missing that agree to disagree thing, you know, disagreeing amicably and. You know, it's it's just it's it's a lot. Like you said, we 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 we've learned to polarize and pick one side or the other. So it's like, yeah. But um, also noticed a difference, a, a correlation between actually um, pain and the bo- the way the body responds when we are in or we're in depression, or we're, you know, we're feeling stuck, we're feeling that anxiety. And it actually kind of manifests itself in a physical form. In other words, we can delve deeper into depression, we can, you know, which now kind of creates this, this, in other words, where we're lethargic, we are in pain, or we're in chronic pain where we didn't have before. Yeah. And what we find often is because the body is its own ecosystem and everything is interconnected. When you feel depressed, it's, there's probably something stemming in your gut that's happening. That's creating dysbiosis. That's causing the feelings of depression. When you feel depressed, it causes your, you not to want to do anything. You feel lethargic. You feel like you don't want to get out of bed. You feel like you don't want to move because the way it manifests itself is not just internal, but it's external as well. And what we do And so you look at everything that's interconnected. Depression stems from, the way we feel, 
the way our brain is organized. It stems into the way we move, the way, whether or not we're exercising and seeing people, which is our social health, uh, whether or not we're eating well, or we have a dysbiosis in our gut, some sort of autoimmune based problem or a leaky gut can also mm-hmm. be a, a cataclysmic problem that leads to depression. And so when you look at the body, it's, it's not just that I have something going on in my mental health. It's I have something going on all across my body that I need to figure out. So you have to become a sort of health detective around yourself. And I, I think that's really what it is, is we don't, we don't, um, and yes, I'm using that royal we, um, <laughs> we don't think that we should know enough about our bodies. And it's like, and, and I say this, how can I put it? I say it lightly because a lot of people will say, oh, well, I know my body, it's my body, and I can do what I want with my body, which is all well and fine. But in other words, like you said, knowing that you may not have been eating well, or you need to be taking more vitamins, more supplements, or, you know, just, you know, in other words, what you need to add and take away from your diet, you know, just for your own health or knowing that, in other words, if I, if I eat that piece of cheese, no one in the room is going to like me. You know, mm-hmm. so, so that's really what it is, is knowing, knowing what you should and shouldn't do. Yeah, exactly. And it's understanding and, and playing around with it. I had a, mm-hmm. someone the other day who was having a, some gut dysbiosis, some feelings of depression and anxiety, so not really able to get down food very well without a stomach ache. And so we had to dive deep down inside and see what was going on. And it turns out that the eggs were creating the dysbiosis that she was eating. And we removed the eggs and on the dysbiosis was gone. And now she doesn't suffer or have any problems anymore. So we have to understand and find that sometimes it's something that we need to talk about, which is talk therapy. And sometimes it's something we need to exclude or remove or add into our diet to adjust it. Uh, and sometimes it's social health. It's going out and meeting new people. It's, and exactly. sometimes it's exercising. So we have this ecosystem and this e- this body that works in tandem with itself and everything around us. Mm -hmm. Uh, But a lot of time we fail to remember and we fail to understand and realize that everything is interconnected and we think that a pill will just solve everything. And, and that's really what it is, is a pill will solve something or if it's not, if it's not done in two seconds, then it's not working. And it's like, you start exercising, you're not going to be down from a size 10 to a size two in three days if you are then there's something deeper going on and that has nothing to do with exercise so yeah it's like um i i think a lot of it is because we have so much access to instant instant gratification instant results instant information that sometimes we're not as patient as we should be and we're not researching what we should, you know? Yeah. And as humans, we're typically not very good at looking at the long term and understanding the implications because we have this concept in, in our brain where, where the concept is called the elephant and the rider. And the elephant is the, basically the non analytical side of the brain that makes you make brash and upfront, upfront decisions. And so the elephant acts first 
Then once the elephant it makes its decision, it allows the rider to come in and be analytical. And so when someone purchases something, for example, the elephant says, buy right now. It's really cool. After they buy it, the rider says, man, I probably couldn't have, I shouldn't have bought that. I can't afford that. And so you have this fight between the elephant and the rider. And usually the elephant wins because it has to allow the rider to actually come in and think about it. And evolutionarily, this is there because we need to be able to think and react quickly in stressful situations. But now it's put us in a place to where it makes it difficult to make long-term decisions that can really impact our lives. That is true. Wow. You know, and, and, and that, that is the thing is that, in other words, we, we, need to, we need to think long-term. I mean, it's great to have fun and it's great to say, okay, sponsor, spontaneity is great every once in a while. But in other words, if you want to be here long-term, if you want to be here and 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 see your legacy achieved and see things happen then you have to put more into action and saying okay this is for the future this is for this is for you know not for right now i can i can kind of wait on that and and that's really what it is in other words what what changes do i need to make right now that will be beneficial later yeah exactly and looking at it from a cost benefit analysis if i make this decision Mm -hmm. right now is it going to help me in the future and what are the pros to it and if if i don't make the decision what what's it going to do and what are the pros and cons to it and then you have to look at it and say do the pros outweigh the cons yes great let's do it no okay maybe i should wait on this maybe i shouldn't do this right now and it really puts you it puts you in a better mindset to where you're a little more mindful of what's going on around you and you can allow that writer to come in and be analytical right off the bat versus allowing the elephant to make the decisions for us. Right. That is so true. That is so true. So give me three things that people can do right now that will help them be better off down the road. Yeah, number one is to be true to you. And by that, I mean, do what you need to do for you right now and don't feel bad about it. Don't feel like you're being selfish. If you have, you have to put you first. And if you don't do that, you're always going to put you second and you're going to feel bad about yourself and you're going to feel like you can't get anywhere. And number, the second one is learn to be a little more mindful in your situations. And by that, I mean, have empathy in your conversation. So when you're talking to someone, instead of getting angry with something you don't agree with, take a step back and ask them what they mean by that. Ask them questions about it. Understand that in the moment, you're going to start feeling your blood pump and your heart race and you're going to get angry. But if you can spot that, you can pull it back and learn to manage emotions and learn to be a lot more impactful in your conversations and your situations with people. And then the the third thing that I think everybody should follow if they're having a problem, if you are struggling right now and you don't know where to go, because often we know we need help, but we don't know where to find it or we're afraid right, to find exactly. it. And so number three is if you are struggling with something and you don't have help and you don't know where to turn, find a coach. I think mm-hmm. in, in the past, I've invested probably $50,000 in coaches. And it's always been amazing because it puts me in a place to where I have someone to go to and talk to. And it might be a wellness coach. It might be a physician. It might be a, a talk therapist. It might be anything that is in the realm that where you think you need help, find a coach for that. Find someone who can guide you and help you and hold your hand along the way so you can be the hero in your story. 
Wow. Thank you so much. So Chandler, tell everyone where they can find you and your amazing podcast and, you know, all of these wonderful things that you shared with us because you've given quite a few gems here. Yeah, if you want to find me in my daily musings, you go to facebook.com forward slash ChansLogic, C-H-A-N-S-L-O-G-I-C. I post a live video up there three times a week talking about this kind of stuff. We post quotes and ask a bunch of questions. It's a really empowering community and group. If you're interested in my podcast, you can find it on my website. Just go to ChansLogic.com. And we also have a 45-minute free training series that tells you how to remove anxiety and depression to kickstart your stalled career and kind of goes deeper into what I talked about today. If you're interested in that, just go to my Facebook page and DM me free training. Wow. Thank you so much. Thank you so, so much. It's yeah, thank been, you for having me. It, it's been eye-opening to have you on. And, you know, I I, I think we should do this again because you, like I said, you gave quite a few gems here. And I mean, I've listened to your podcast and I know other people have listened to your podcast. So, I mean, you know, just to know that you are blessing the world in, in, in such a way. Exactly. And it's the idea to build a culture of care impact as many people as possible and help them build that best version of them and ultimately make the world a better place one by one. It starts with each individual person. Yes. Well, thank you for coming on and I will talk to you again soon. Sounds good. Thank you for having me on and I appreciate everybody out there who listened. I hope it was helpful and have a great day. Can you believe the amazing things the amazing information we got, like a lot of times, even though I am interviewing these people, I am, I'm like a sponge. I'm taking it all in as well. This is not just for you guys. This is for me as well. So guys, definitely check out Chandler's podcast. Check out his page. If you have any questions for me, leave them on the Facebook page. Also, if you have any suggestions, you can contact me at Shandi001 at couponqueenpin.com. You can follow the YouTube channel, and you can also look at the website. So, guys, be good to yourselves. Be good to each other. And as always, happy shopping.